Can you trust the opinion of just one advisor when planning for your entire financial future? Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 409, Joe and Big Al spitball some retirement plan and Roth conversion second opinions. They illustrate one way some financial advisors may be acting in their own best interests. And they explain how you can determine if you're on track for a successful retirement. Plus, can you take penalty-free withdrawals from a Roth TSP to Roth IRA rollover in order to bridge the gap until age 59 and a half? Will paying for a home remodel with Roth conversion funds avoid tax? And should you use Roth conversion money for these purposes? Visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click Ask Joe and Big Al on air to send in your money questions. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. All right, we got Ken. He writes in from uh, Fremont, California. Uh, he goes, hey, Joe, Al, Andy, both my wife and I will retire within the next 12 months. And I appreciate your thoughts on the type of analysis we've done to determine our readiness for retirement and leaving our jobs. I have access to planning tools in no-cost consultation with an intelligent and attentive CFP. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> Oh, he's probably really handsome or beautiful. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that, I, that's what I thought, intelligent and attractive. But then I saw, oh, attentive. attentive. Okay. Uh, via my employer plan administrator. All right. Using a software tool, Money Guide Pro, we've considered our overall net worth, expected income sources, plugged in projected basic living expenses, and added some one-time and discretionary expenses for things like roof replacement, new car purchase, and annual travel. The plan provides details on a 30-year cash flow and accounts for inflation and coal adjustments where applicable. My CFP okay. <laughs> yeah. is intelligent it's and very, intelligent. very attentive <laughs> uh, and free. Uh, <laughs> right. <sure>. No cost. <laughs> uh, uh, my CFP has also discussed our investments in retirement portfolio asset allocation with us, our broadly diversified and somewhat conservative mix of stocks, bonds, cash, is included in the Monte Carlo analysis that the plan includes. I feel the plan is much more than a Monte Carlo analysis, as it includes a full cash flow in considering things like RMDs, Social Security, and taxes. Each time we have updated the plan over the last few years, it indicates that we have very high likelihood of achieving our retirement spending goals. But this is really decision time for us. Do you think we can trust this level of ana- analysis and say goodbye to our employers in 2023? Might be missing anything uh, by just leaning on our financial goal plan in consultation with our very attractive, attentive, and beautiful CRP. <laughs> now I'm getting a picture. <laughs> Can't you just see that CFP? I can. Uh, thank you for your insights. Uh, still driving my 2017 Volkswagen Golf Alltrack. Oh, okay. Uh, when I can load up, Charlie are going to retrieve her and head out to the Creek Trail, followed by a Trumer Pilsner brewed in nearby Berkeley, California. All right, Very cool. cool. Thanks, Ken. I think he's nervous. Is I, I think I, there's I think two so. sides of retirement. 
there is the financial side and then there's the emotional side. And, right. And, and Ken is having a hard time with the emotional side because it sounds like this very good, attractive, beautiful CFP has really helped Ken out in the number side of things. Well, and the numbers seem to all work out, right? So so it seems we don't know, we don't have any details. So we can't really <laughs> we haven't seen the analysis. We we can't tell you whether it's good or not. I mean, it's as good as the 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 assumptions that you put into it, right? But assuming that the assumptions are right and and you're conservative on your portfolio, conservative on your rates of return, have a you know kind of an aggressive inflation rate, right? And and if you think you're okay, you probably are. But you're right. I mean, some of this is just now. I'm not going to have a paycheck anymore. And then it's like this kind of feels rough. Here, I'm not used to that. And so, is this really going to work? Right. I think Ken is used to saving money versus spending his right, money. Right. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, here, this is serious time. The wife and I are going to leave our jobs, leave our paychecks behind, and now we got to create our own paychecks from the overall portfolio. And man, what am I going to do? How am I going to spend my time? Where's my purpose and everything else? So yeah, retirement yeah. is not all about the dollars and cents. It's all about figuring out what the next you know, 20, 30 years is going to look like for Fill, you. Yeah. Filling your time, having a reason to get up, right? All all these important things, right? So you want to have your, your, your relationships, your uh, under control, your hobbies, your volunteering, whatever it may be. You want to make sure you got that thought out. I'll say one more thing. If you, anytime you get a really great plan, it looks like this is probably a great plan. You might just do a back of the envelope test here, right? Which is take a look at your spending and subtract, subtract out your fixed income, like social security and pension and see what your shortfall is. See what you need from your investments on an annual basis and divide that number into your total liquid assets. And if, if it's uh, under 4%, Assuming you're in your middle 60s, then you're probably okay. That you know, that's just kind of a back of the envelope check on these things. Because sometimes in the, in analysis like this, you get so far into the weeds, it's there could be one little mistake that you didn't even catch that this has a huge magnitude. Yeah, without quite if if one assumption's off, yeah, this whole plan could look awesome, right? And then you just fix the one assumption, and all of a sudden you run out of money at like sixty eight, <laughs> right? So you have to be really, really careful when you're looking at analysis like this. We don't do Monte Carlo. We don't, you know. We like the cash flow analysis that that it sounds like he's going through with the CFP yeah. of just taking a look at here's my income, right? Here's my assets. We have a conservative growth rate on the assets. We have a cost of living adjustments on our income. We have um, you know a cost of living or inflation adjustment on our expenses. And so, what is the shortfall? How's it going to look? Is there taxes included in all of this? Sure. You know, if it's detailed like that, I think you're on the right track. But the assumptions, like you said, Al, will will make or break this thing. If if you don't really truly understand the inputs, because garbage in those programs is going to give you garbage out, and so you want to just be careful that you understand all the numbers. Yeah, I, I mean that's exactly right. You can you can you can have like a zero off on something, and then it's completely wrong. Your analysis, Money Guide Pro, by the way, is a good software program. So you got a good one. It sounds like you've got a good, attentive, and intelligent CFP. Maybe attractive. I don't know. But Go for it, Ken. <laughs> take, take, take the leap. Take the leap. Are you ready to take the leap? Do you know your shortfall? Get a copy of Big Al's Quick Retirement Calculator Guide from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com to ballpark how much income you'll need from your investment portfolio in retirement and to find out whether you're on track. 
This quick formula lays out exactly how to calculate your retirement progress, and you don't even need to input any of your personal financial data to do it. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes and download the Quick Retirement Calculator Guide. You'll find it just before the episode transcript. And we all know someone who could use some direction when it comes to money. So while you're there in the podcast show notes, why not tap that share button and give the free and easy gift of entertaining financial information this holiday season? All right, let's go to Rob from Virginia. Uh, Team, thank you again for a great show in the humor in how you answer these questions. Humorous. Are we? I thought they were factual. <laughs> well, Why not I guess both? We, I guess we laugh sometimes. I guess. Maybe, well, maybe, we, maybe we think it's funny. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else does. I have a question about my Roth IRA and Roth TSP. It has nothing to do with the Megatron or backdoor. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, I've had my Roth IRA for 15 years and began funding the Roth side of my TSP five years ago. I intend to transfer the Roth portion of the TSP to my Roth IRA whenever I decide to retire from the military. With that in mind, will all the contributions I've made from my Roth TSP over the years be counted as contributions in my Roth IRA? Or would the entire value of the Roth TSP count as the contribution when it transferred to my Roth IRA? Is there some other rules that I'm missing? I understand that Roth IRA contributions can always be accessed without penalty in that contributions are considered to be the first portion withdrawn from the account. What I don't understand is how or if that would change once another retirement plan, such as the Roth TSP, is brought over. I'm trying to keep track of how much of my Roth money can be assessed without penalty to use as a potential bridge from my late 50s to 59 and a half. Okay, I drive a 2020 Camry. I like a good old-fashioned when cocktails are on the menu or Bud Light from those magnificent blue cans went out on the course. Cheers, Rob from Virginia. All right, Rob, well, thank you for your service. Um, There's got to be a better way. Um, We will answer your question, but I would not want you to tap into the Roth IRA as your bridge account if you're going to retire from your late fifties to 59 and a half, yeah. you're, you're too young to start tapping into the tax-free dollars, right? You want to make sure that that's going to be your pool of money that you can really control your taxes long-term. He's been in the military for a while. I'm guessing he's going to have a pension. I'm guessing he's done a good job saving into his TSP plan. So tax diversification is going to be key for him. So taking the money from that, I just don't think is probably the right answer. Um, but yeah, hundred percent agree because here's how you, maybe you want to think about it is you, you, you are going to have a pension, right? So maybe that's not going to cover all your expenses and that's okay. Maybe you have other retirement accounts, but the Roth, ideally you want to keep your Roth for later on. So, so you have your pension, you have what other kind of fixed income, maybe social security, maybe whatever you'll have some pension IRA money, that sort of thing that comes to you is taxable. So you, you, you're kind of going along at a, at a certain level. You're trying to stay out of higher brackets. And the way that you do that is you take only so much from taxable accounts and you take the rest out of Roth. And if you use it all up in that, or mostly up in that 10 year period, you, you've really kind of blown your chance to be in a great tax bracket the rest of your life. So here's the answer. So he's talking about a five-year clock in regards to the overall Roth in that contributions can be taken out without any taxes because you've already paid the tax on it. 
if you roll your Roth TSP into your Roth IRA, the entire amount is not your contribution. Just your contributions are going to count as contributions. Right. Uh, because you have growth on your contributions that were in the Roth TSP. So um, you're going to, you might even want to roll it into a different Roth IRA. Um, no, you don't want to do that either if you're going to take the money out because then that's going to blow up your five-year clock. Um, and so there's, it's going to be pretty hard for the IRS really to track everything. So you're going to roll it in. There, your contributions of the TSP is going to count as contributions. Your contributions for the Roth IRA is going to be FIFO tax free, and you can take that money out without any taxes. But I would really want to look at this to figure out a different solution for you. Yeah. You know, because at 55, you could take money from your, you know, 401k plan, in this case, your TSP plan without any penalties. So I would probably do that before I tap into the Roth because you, or you could do a 72T tax election. Yeah. Um, that could bridge the gap if you want to retire, let's say at 58 and you just want a few years. Um, you have to pull the money out for five years or 59 and a half, whichever's um, later. But uh, the the Roth would probably be my last choice. Yeah, one one thing about taking money out of a uh, out of a four hundred one k or or TSP, uh, you have to retire at age fifty five to be able to follow that rule. So in other words, you retire in your current job with a plan at age fifty five, then you can pull that money out without penalty. But yeah, no, that's. Uh, yeah, I would. I would much rather have you use other sources of, of funds, or gosh, maybe even get a little part-time job. Try to guard that Roth. That's hard to get that money in, and you want to let it grow and and be accessible for the rest of your life. Yeah, uh, but if worst comes to worst, if if that's why you did this, yeah, you, you can still have access to the the contributions, uh, but the entire amount of the Roth TSP is not considered a contribution. Uh, we're going to Sarasota, Florida here, Big okay. Al. Okay. We let's, got, let's do it. We got Brad. He goes, hello, Joe, or hello, Al, Joe, and Andy. I uh, love your podcast. You guys are funny, informative, and always entertaining. I never miss an episode. My wife and I are both retired, 63 years old, and moved to Florida from Connecticut about three years ago. We love CT, but we're not missing the winters or the taxes. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, I'd be like, I'm not missing the winters. The winters suck. Um, cold. We drive a 2019 Ford Fusion Hybrid, uh, which we like very much. All right. And we are, and with all due respect to James Bond, I like my martinis very dry and always stirred, never shaken. Okay. All right. Got it. Look at Brad. He's a badass <laughs> from Sarasota with a hybrid dressed as James Bond. All right. I have a difference of opinion with our financial advisor at it relates to Roth conversions that I would like to get your perspective on. Our retirement assets include $1.7 million in traditional IRAs, $220,000 in a Roth, $81,000 in HSA, and about $900,000 in a brokerage account. Our investments are mostly balanced between stocks, bonds, index funds with cash reserves covering two to three living years of living expenses. Okay, very good. Brad. Yes, very James Bond like right. with that portfolio. Sure. It's very big and sexy. <laughs> uh, I collect a pension from my former employer of sixty two thousand dollars a year. Uh, we are deferring our Social Security until age seventy, which at that time we expect around seventy eight thousand dollars a year. Plus, a deferred fixed annuity will get us right at one hundred fifty k for lifetime income. I want to draw down our traditional IRAs during our gap years. 
to pay the taxes now at our currently historic low rates, maxing out the 22% tax bracket each year. Living in Florida, we pay no state income tax. This amounts to about $150,000 of traditional IRA distributions each year. Okay. All right. So he's 63, right? And then he is bridging a gap until age 70. Right. So then at age 70, he doesn't need any more money from the portfolio, it sounds like, because he's going to have $150,000 fixed income. I'm just assuming that that's probably what he needs. Yeah. Well, either that or with his portfolio, but that 150 plus portfolio would be fine. Okay. Um, I'm allocating $50,000 of the $150,000 of IRA withdrawals to Roth conversions each year. Okay. My goal is to fund Roth while using the remaining IRA proceeds and the other savings to cover our living expenses. I plan to continue with annual $50,000 Roth conversions at least until the current tax rates expire in 2026. Our financial advisor strongly disagrees with my Roth conversion strategy. His reasoning is that since we are drawing down the IRA for our living expenses during our gap years, the Roth conversions provide little benefit. By the time we are required to take RMDs, the IRA will be depleted to the point that the RMD tax will be in. Consequential. Inconsequential. Yes. yes. Yeah. Without In- consequence. Yes. Yes. Uh, those big words always get me. We feel it's better to leave the money in the IRA and allow it to grow tax deferred until it's needed. Okay. Okay. He feels it's advisor. better. The advisor does. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if that, I agree with our financial advisor on this. We're maxing out the 22% tax bracket with our IRA distributions. Anyway, and I see little harm in directing some of the money to the Roth. The Roth will give us financial flexibility and the opportunity to pass tax-free assets to our heirs. Appreciate if you could spitball this for me. Thanks. All right, Brad, a.k.a. James Bond. <laughs> um, what do you think? Well, um, I first of all, I disagree with your advisor. But I think there's a better plan than even the one you have. I agree a thousand percent. Because you have $865,000 in a taxable brokerage account. Wouldn't it make more sense to live off of that for a while and do a $150,000 Roth conversion? You got money to pay the taxes. Now you end up with a lot more money in a Roth IRA. And then retirement at age 70 is much better from a tax standpoint. Remember, you've got $150,000 of fixed income, which is already going to put you in the 22% bracket currently which will be 25 here by 2026. So any RMD that you have on top of that- If it's a dollar, it's going to cost you 25%. 25%, And you're probably going to approach alternative minimum tax, which will be more like 28 or even 35% because of that that stupid expense that gets phased out with increased income. So you're actually going to be in a pretty high tax bracket. You want to get as much into the Roth as you can. Yep. I would agree with that a thousand percent. Because let's say you don't do anything. You you, you let the IRA defer. Okay. So it's $1.7 million. He's 63 years old. In 10 years, he's 73, where he has to take a, a, his required distribution. So what do you think that's going to be worth? Like $3 million, I'd say. It could be even worth more than that. $3.5 million. Right. So his RMD at that point is going to be $120,000 on top of his $150,000 income. Well, now he's blown up. It's like, well, don't touch the RA until you absolutely need to. That's the advice a lot of advisors give. 
Because why do you think, and I'm not going to blow up this advisor because I'm sure he's a very good advisor and um, he's helping out Brad, but a lot of times advisors won't recommend this because if you do a Roth conversion, what happens to the portfolio? Yeah, it, it gets reduced. It gets reduced. And how, and how are advisors paid <laughs> on the amount of the portfolio? Correct. So if you're converting money into a Roth IRA and you're taking additional money out of the portfolio to pay the tax, you are going to be better off, but the advisor may not be better off because there's a lower balance. I'm not saying that he's thinking of this at by any stretch of the imagination, but it's true. It's like you look at it. It's like a little bit more work for the advisor. It's like, well, you know what? Why even bother? Just let it continue to defer. You know, it's going to be great. It'll be fine. And then you're 72 years old, and all of a sudden you're going to get your butt kicked by a huge tax bill. <laughs> now, I, so I'm going to take so I'm going to take the advisor's side here just for a second, okay? Just for fun. So, so he's thinking that if $150,000 gets drained from this account over the next seven years, let's call that a million dollars, right? And so they you had 1.7, you've drained out a million. Now you got 700,000. Of course, it'll be higher because of growth right? Assuming the market grows, right? So let's say you got a million, so or maybe a little more, but let's just say a million dollars. But even a million dollars, that's a, at a at a 4% RMD rate, which is roughly what it is in the first year. That's a $40,000 additional income that sits on top of your 150000 that you already have, right? Not to mention whatever kind of income you have from your brokerage account. So you're probably going to be an alternate minimum of taxes with the old tax rates coming back, uh, although you live in Florida, so maybe not. But anyway, it's you're going to be you're going to be 25 to 28 percent, potentially even 35 uh, percent, and versus right now, you're 22, 22. That's I, I would do the conversions all day long, uh, or I mean, or blow them out and do the fifty thousand dollar conversion. Who cares? I mean, I don't, if you do $50,000 conversion over the next 10 years, that's a lot of money sitting in the Roth that will compound tax-free forever. So why would that be a waste of time? Right? I mean, let me do some quick. So over eight years, so let's say he does $50,000 over eight years. All right. And then let's say the market grows at 6%. Now he's got $524,000 sitting in the Roth IRA and he is going to be 70 years old. Right. right? On top of what he starts with, which is 200, which will grow also. Right. So let's call it $800,000 yeah. sitting in a Roth. Right. And, um, so let's say then that grows for another 25 years at 6%. Right. So that's a couple million dollars compounding 100% tax free. Right. No, that's not worth it. Don't do it. It's, it's peanuts. It's, I mean, what does what does his advisor advise on? You know, just multi, you know, billion dollar families. Come on. Uh, so I don't know. I'm sure he's a really good guy. Got Cynthia. What in Edmonds, and her zip code is nine eight zero two six. She put for us. So she put as her location Edmonds nine eight zero two six. Did she want us to share that with the world? <laughs> That's well, what she, she put as their location. Is that is that in Washington? I believe so. I think Edmonds is Washington, yes. I thought it was like Cynthia Edmonds. <laughs> that lived at that at that zip code. Yeah, like she thought it was like 90210. <laughs> um, all right. I am 64, still working as an engineer. I'm remodeling my home before I retire. I borrowed some of the funds I needed using a fixed HELOC home equity line of credit. My plan is to work 
to pay that off before I retire in four years or so. I am short of funds to complete the project. I don't want to borrow any more money, so here's my question. Okay. I have been strategically moving funds in my 401k to a Roth fund in the plan. What is up with these people wanting to take their Roth money? Yeah, for a home remodel <laughs> or, or to bridge the gap. Come on, Cynthia. I've been careful not to transfer more than would bump me up to the highest tax bracket if I withdraw those funds from the Roth to finish my project. Will this avoid tax? Or should I assume I will need to pay tax on the withdrawal and my normal rate. No, you're 64 years old, okay? So you have been moving money from your IRA to your Roth account. You paid the tax on that money. And so that money is yours tax-free as long as you've had the Roth IRA for over five years. Um, You're 64, so anything that you put in as a contribution, you have access to without any taxes or penalties. But don't do it. Find another way. Take another loan out. Right. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would, I would just take a little bit more out of the HELOC. And so if you have a little balance when you retire, that's okay. It's not the end of the world, but guard your Roth. Yeah. Who cares? Take a HELOC. Think of it like this. You paid, you know, she said the highest brackets. So you paid 37% to get the money into a Roth IRA, but you don't want to take a loan out for 7%. Right. Now she says she was careful not to transfer more than that would bump me bump me in the highest bracket. Okay, so she paid thirty five percent instead of thirty seven. <laughs> so she paid thirty five percent in tax, right? I'd much oh, I'd much rather give it to the IRS and pay a little interest. <laughs> no, I get it. No, but a, a lot of people don't like debt, and they they don't want to see it on their balance sheet, and they're like, I want to be rid of this. I don't want to have anything hanging over my head, and blah 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 blah. But guess what? You have something hanging over your head. It's taxes, right? If you have a retirement account, that's like a huge ass mortgage on your retirement account because all of that money is not yours. And when you pull the money out, it's a lot of more interest that you're paying the IRS than you would if you took a, a little bit more of a HELOC out to finish your home, um, you know, project. So in this case, you know, spitballing here, we're not giving advice. That's something that we do not do on this show. But I would, um, I, I would, uh, I would take a HELOC. Hundred percent agree. All right. We agree today. Okay. Tis the season. <laughs> to agree? <laughs> no. That's the right. Christmas present to the listeners. Joe and Al agree. <laughs> Here's another present, but you have to claim it ASAP. The DIY Retirement Guide is our special offer right now at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. This free 48-page guide has steps to understanding and planning your retirement income, strategies for choosing a tax-efficient distribution method, tips on preparing for the unexpected, and much more. Now, all our other guides are always available in the financial resources section of our website, but the DIY Retirement Guide is only available for the next few days. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes, and download the DIY Retirement Guide by this Friday, December 23rd, 2022. After that, it's gone. I'm really not excited about this next question here, Big Al. It's two, it's a little bit more than two pages. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, and then they, when, when people try to be like cute and funny in their emails, it, right. it, and I'm not a very good reader. And there's no capital letters and not too many periods. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck on this one. Oh, 
and I'm just going to read it how they wrote it. And, you know, sometimes we get in trouble for doing that. Right. It's not my fault that people don't know how to write a, a standard email. <laughs> I suppose we have to, like, fix it up and fine tune it and put grammar in it. Well, I don't know, but we do prefer when it's a page or less. <laughs> All right, here goes nothing, folks. Um, I apologize in advance if I butcher the hell out of this. Uh, we got Roberto from Minneapolis, Minnesota, from the homeland. Yeah, that's, there you go. Oh, well, that's why I'm reading this, Roberto, because you and I are brothers. <laughs> uh, You're probably at least cousins. At least, if, if he's from Minneapolis, you know. Yeah. All right, love the show, and very glad I stumbled on it. Um, one of my favorite go-to pods on Q. Uh, Jake, our COVID rescue lab, Akita Shepherd, American Pitbull Mix, also loves to take along on the journey while listening. Not to worry, nor need to chunk a lug too many core lattes to unwrap yourself from the axles or untwist your tidy whities since I will not be asking about a Megatron barn door back you're doing. <laughs> oh wow! I can't believe I got through that. That was, that was good. good. That was really good. I'm impressed. Well, now you're now you're. Apparently, he writes like you think. <laughs> yeah. After listening to many shows, not sure if I can air them out. I talked to recently married Michael Chipperfield to do a free assessment thingy. After reviewing and chatting over our situation, he says we are mirandering on the golden path to chilling. <laughs> Couple of spitball looksies is what we're asking for. That was supposed to be meandering, by the I way. Like your, for I anybody like wondering. Okay. Mirandering. Mirandering. I like same, that. Got to be the same meaning. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> All right, here we go. What else should we be thinking about doing, especially in the tax arena? Current situation in our humble abode, the commanding CEO is 53, works for a megacorp, likes her job, plans to work for a while. I'm 53, but younger, work for the federal government, like my job, but I'm tired of working and wouldn't mind transitioning to chillaxing, paying in or volunteering type gig after I'm eligible to retire. Two girls, 14 and 13, going on 18, and both are very expensive private schools. Tax-wise, we have been solidly in the 33% tax range for 10-plus years and in the 37% range when we had or chosen to exercise some of the CEO's stock options. We have always maxed out our 401ks, and once we started getting inundated by AARP junk mail, we have been placing our catch-up contributions to the 401k Roth Overall portfolio allocation, carrying an average expense ratio of 0.1%, 70% stock, 30% bonds, uh, got some international, blah, 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 blah. Social Security, CEO and me, collect at 70 and or 67 if the Social Security Jerry me rig spousal calculation makes sense for CEO at 70 and me at 62. All right. Okay. Pension, CEO, no COLA, $18,000 to $20,000 a year, depending on exit strategy at 62. Me, $20,000 a year at 60, $15,000 a year at 56 when I'm eligible. Uh, yearly savings, 401k plus match plus catch up equals $82,000 a year. Roth IRA for me, $7,000 conversion, taxable $25,000, total $125. Okay, good saving. Okay. Expenses have a good grasp records on our expenses that currently run about $235,000 a year. Once our girls graduate from the expensive uh, or from high, high, high school, school expenses, yeah. uh, we'll drop to $165,000 a year. Yeah, don't forget college then. 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's talk about assets. Uh, the Y401k is 750. Traditional IRA is 930,000. Roth IRA is $80,000. Have not done any type of convergence. And CEO traditional IRA is in amalgamation amalgamation <laughs> of rollovers crossovers transfers etc in figuring out pro rata would probably cause us to drink more uh total of 1.8 million dollars okay me 401k 650,000 traditional ira zero me roth ira 90,000 total 740 total tax deferred 2.5 million uh, taxable accounts, they got checking um, $50,000 a year. Mutual funds in a brokerage account is $500,000. Uh, then we have the CEO's Megacorp stock is uh, $105,000 of vested RSUs. Uh, CEO's Megacorp stock options variable. We have some grants that still have some value, uh, some that are underwater. Uh, starting in 2025, we will have to start exercising options due to the expiration date uh total taxable is 655 grand total of 3.2 million so we got college expenses of $65,000 a kid housing re- recent purchase in whole house covid remodel valued at 1.7 million uh 30 year at 3% $350,000 in equity uh drink of choice in wheels ceo meanders Menders in a 2008 Volvo XC70 with no USB ports in a single CD player. Our girls are destined to inherit and drive to the ground. I scoot along in a kid hauling 2015 Nissan Armada. All right. Drink of choice, preferably local brewed Pilsner or a properly aged single barrel bourbon or a good Napa cab or a sultry Oregon Pinot or a gin and tonic <laughs> or <laughs> oh geez yes <laughs> all right P.S. my god and more importantly for Andy congrats and hands off for the awesome ability and job at corralling these two cats on a regular basis and hopefully that salary raising meeting turn out okay salute well that was... did, did you catch a question no there's no question no question it was he was asking for a second opinion about whether or not Michael Chipperfield did a good job for him or if you've got any other suggestions. Well, we don't know what Michael Chipperfield told him. <laughs> so I hard to answer. It's what looking for a spitball. Okay. On what? This is great. She did a good job saving. Well, Michael said that they're on the meandering path, meandering on the golden path to chilling. So would you agree? Well, yeah. Anyone that has this kind of income, this kind of savings, these kind of assets, you're chillax, <laughs> man. So, Joe, this is one of those emails where you'd say they just wrote in to brag. Exactly. That's what Roberto did. He's like, and then he wanted to be funny by throwing out the chillaxing in the. <laughs> when you were reading all the drinks, I was going back to the start. Where? where what's the question? <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Oh, uh, I love it. It's 
Good Say, stuff. Saying if we're as good as Michael or have any additional. What? You got, I don't know. He wants to spend $165,000 a year. How old is he? He's 50 something, right? He wants to retire. He's going to, yeah. he's going to go on the little part-time chillaxing. Yeah. Yeah. And the wife's going to continue to grind and make yeah. a bunch of money. Make all this money, have all this savings. There's, and they're saving $125,000 right. a year. They got 3 million bucks. She gets stock options. Artists, <laughs> you know, like $10 million where probably, Michael's going to be chilling. Probably trade up to a nicer home. <laughs> yeah. You got the life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're good. <laughs> I think you are good. What you really need, if if you if you want to know, you need a full financial plan that charts this out from now because you're young. Chart this out to retirement age and see see how it works. Twenty plus, thirty plus years, and forty years in retirement. Does this still work? That's what you really need. Yeah, hire Michael Chipperfield. Yeah, just get a get a professional opinion from an attractive <laughs> CFP. <CFD. laughs> I guess Michael is not for that. Holiday plans, ice skating, and derails in the derails at the end of the episode. So stick around. Your money, your wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at Your Money yourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257. Schedule a free financial assessment either in person or at one of our seven offices around the country or online anytime that's convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies that'll help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying the holiday season. So Andy sent out... How did you? What did you say? Something in the podcast about the B rounds? Yeah, last last or did week. You send um, everyone an email. No, no, <laughs> last week, because of the fact that I was sick, I had a little bit less time to produce the podcast, so I just left the D rails in the episode. And then at the very end of the episode, I said, "Let me know what you thought about having them in the episode, or if you prefer them at the end." So, actually, got a couple of emails, people telling us what they thought. So we have derails all the time, I guess, is what you're saying. It depends on how funny you guys are. If there are oh. derails, then yes, I put them at the end of the episode. If you're not so funny, then it doesn't end up having any derails. So that's where the funny stuff is in the end? Gotcha. Pretty much. People have to listen all the way to get to it. Yep. Okay. Hey, Andy, several years ago, I wrote in the survey that I missed all the rambling from the good old days of the podcast before you came in and cleaned up all the mess. <laughs> But I was wrong. The format is perfectly loose the way it is with the derails at the end. It's another place to go with a little different type of energy, and it's always going to be loose with Joe no matter what. <laughs> Thank you for shaping the show into something beautiful. Don't tell the guys I said that. Come on. Beautiful. The show is the opposite of beautiful. <laughs> it's, 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 is it passable even? Wishing you, Joe, Al, happy holidays and all the best, Dave. All right. Well, thank you, Dave. Happy holidays to you. You got big plans for the holidays, Al? Staying local. Mother's in town. Ooh. We've got uh, we've got a friend coming in to join us. Going to go to the Holiday Bowl. Ooh. Yeah. Well, or, Oregon a little, uh, and North Carolina. That's I kind of a cluster, it. isn't it? A lot of people. Los Angeles. No, it's a Petco. Oh, the Holiday Bowl. I holiday was thinking Bowl. the Rose Bowl. Yeah, no, no. That, I don't want to do that. Is I, the Fiesta Bowl still here? Don't they, we used to have two bowls. No, that's something else. That, not, that's, not the Fiesta Bowl, but the, the Poinsettia Bowl. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard about that one lately, so maybe not. Do we have the poinsettia bowl here? The poinsettia yeah. bowl was a postseason NCAA sanctioned football. It ended in 2016. Yeah. We haven't yeah, had the was... poinsettia bowl since 2016. Yep. Wow. I'm really on top of the poinsettia bowl. <laughs> well, now how about you? Now you got, uh, yeah, you got young kids. No, I'm local. I'm just chilling. Know, that's uh, that's always fun at, at Christmas. Oh yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, my got, life has changed. You got, the, you got to have stockings. Does Santa Claus come and fill up the stockings? Oh God! Santa yeah. Claus eat the cookies. And it was just a couple of years ago, I was right in town, down. just hanging out at bars. <laughs> and then now it's the family. Now I'm dressed up as Santa Claus, going to bed at like eight thirty at night. Got it. Know? Got it. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's all good. So, you know what I did do? I went to the Grand hotel okay and did a little um they had a little ice skating rink okay so that was fun is that the one in uh carmel valley yeah delmar uh-huh. okay yeah delmar grand hotel mm-hmm. yep yep did you I ice skate encouraged. no i did not they had like it was there was areas, I, I would pay to see that it was really good areas for 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 children and then yeah. there was good areas for adults okay so they had these like little cabanas around the ice rink and then you could order cocktails and okay. you, could, you know just kind of hang out outside they had a live band yeah um so yeah we had dinner and uh, then went outside and watched the kids ice skate a little bit and had a yeah. you know a few cocktails and when's the last time you ice skated I'm from Minnesota now, so I'm a hell of an ice skater. <laughs> I'm sure you are. No, my ice skating days were, were far and few. Oh did my you God. play my hockey game? at all? No. Okay. I wish. All my buddies did, but like my, well, there was an ice rink right down the street from my house. Right. right? But it was outdoors, ice rink. Sure. And, <clears throat> Makes sense. And so all the guys would go and, you know, we would play boot hockey, which is, you know, hockey without ice skates. Okay. Um, or you would put on the skates, you know, sure. so we would do a little bit of both. But I, I, I didn't have hockey skates. My, oh. I, had, so just... I had figure skates oh. <laughs> with like the whole toe pick. Got it. And, like, okay. and they were my dad's old ones or he bought them for okay. me. And I'm like, why? I, I don't want figure skates. Bet you could do a great circle. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Toe pick, you know, it was so embarrassing. So, um, yeah, that was my. Did you wear thing. an outfit? <laughs> no, I didn't have an outfit. <laughs> no, no, didn't have an outfit. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm still scarred for life. Okay. Yeah, I had a, a good friend from high school that almost played in the NHL. You know, I hung okay. out with his buddies and yeah. a few of them. Could have been you. Yeah, got in the shell. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a bigger guy. Yeah, you know, you, six you, four, two and twenty pounds. You would have been imposing oh, on that. Yeah, I would have been yeah. a killer. <laughs> Got to get right in the net and <laughs> knock the right over <laughs> to see it now. Yeah, but no, my dad kind of blew that up with the, the figure skates. I did go ice skating in uh, the the um, Hotel Dell in Coronado. That was a that was maybe three four years ago. I, like I that. thought that was for kids. I'm, You're the only adult. <laughs> You're just I, chasing the kids. I, I was older by sixty years. <laughs> <from the years. laughs> oh my god, mommy, daddy, who's that creepy old man? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps talking well, about taxes. It's so weird. That's right. How should tomorrow would get right? <laughs> Tell your parents to do a Roth conversion. Don't spend the Roth money, guard the Roth. I got a lot of words there. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to end with that. Happy holidays, everyone. Show's called your money, your wealth.